0: And I'm wearing new pants!
1: Welcome everyone, and pull up a seat at the table! It's lunchtime in Rome. Tonight is episode 108, entitled Podcast Updates. We'll be talking about future guests, different types of guests, and even a little discussion about what Easter looks like this year versus last year and other recent holidays. First-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Uh, Please do make sure to follow us on all social media, and if you can, give us a five-star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? No matter who you are, at some point in time in your life, you will feel
2: alone. Being alone is as bad as anything gets. If you're great, but you feel alone, well, things aren't as good as they could be. But if things are bad and you're alone, well, they just got much worse. There's a Bible verse, Romans 12, 15, which states, Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is exactly how you keep people from feeling alone and what this podcast is all about. Each week we go over what's good or bad in our lives along with some food talk. And then we throw in a few uh do betters and can't do betters. So while it may not be twelve fifteen in Rome, we're treating it like it is. Lunchtime, Lunchtime in, in, in Rome. 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 Man, that, was, Rome. Oh, that was the worst. That was
0: the worst. <laughs> Ouch.
2: Lunchtime in Rome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's holy week.
3: All right. Hi.
2: <laughs> and all of a sudden a light switch got turned on and Chris. If anybody who is listening to hi. this or watching this right now would have seen Chris twenty five minutes ago, you would have thought somebody shot his puppy and fed it to his cat oh. or something.
3: But I'm so happy to be here doing this. That's the thing. It's like
1: is. I,
2: this
3: is this is gonna be a cathartic release for me. Tonight,
1: oh hi Ollie.
3: So I'm, who I'm happy for a, that.
1: who doesn't need a cathartic release, right?
3: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, hi everybody. everybody. Um, I'm going to start out tonight with food. That's Mm, one of my good leading with food. Yeah, I've been I've been really enjoying cooking lately, thanks to my thermometer, as as mentioned previously. And um, I went with a variation on a theme this week. Last week it was the um, grilled sirloins with blue cheese, right, and all the accoutrement that went with that. This week it is steak salad. It was grilled um, strip steaks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. also grass-fed from Aldi. Yes, very, very good, very it's a good, lovely steak. And um, again, I went with the blue cheese on top. I couldn't get away from that taste. But man, it was on top of the salad with the blue cheese and some Italian dressing. Mm-hmm. And you
2: know what? You would delish. make friends with that salad. This Simpson. <laughs> mm. That's the Simpsons true. reference, Chris.
3: Yeah, uh,
1: I don't. You don't make you're friends a, with salad, a except yeah, that Christian. one. Um, um. Right, uh, and I'm with you with the blue cheese. I think we all know that.
3: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And this now, I've I'm I'm a medium rare guy, but I had four different thicknesses of steak um, that came in the in the in the two packages. Uh-huh. Right.
2: So what did did you let it rest? By the way, when you take it out of the fridge, get to room temp. I did. Well, I I didn't let yeah. it rest long enough. Maybe. Do you salt I pro- it during that time? I period?
3: Salted and peppered it
2: in the resting period. Yes. Okay. Hmm.
3: But I probably only rested it for.
0: Wait, rest
2: it before
3: seven or after eight minutes.
2: No. You you want to get it to room temp before you cook it. Yes, yeah. right, 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 right. I, Which, and I then don't then you understand solved. because the danger zone is forty degrees to one forty degrees. So, no with steak. It's,
1: oh yeah. No, not, not, oh, not with steak. No, steak it's is not. just magical. Oh, okay. It doesn't <laughs> That's good play point. by the rules. <laughs> and like
2: so that. you want to salt it during that period where it's coming to room temp, then dry it off, then season it before you cook it.
0: I thought you dried it off and then salted and peppered
2: it. Salt it. Let it get to room temperature. Yeah. Dry it off. Yeah. Because water comes to the surface. Got it. Then salt, pepper, cook.
1: You salt it twice. Sure. You double salt. Yeah, but it's not double salt because the salt combines with the moisture and becomes just moisture. And then it goes into the air and evaporates. Or, or it becomes in the paper tears. towel that you wipe off. Oh. Tears of happiness. I did tears not do have. all
3: of that. I did some of that.
2: Yeah. I took it out of the package. Can't say as I know the difference when I do it or don't.
3: Do it, it was not though. particularly moist, so I just, I did not, you know. Towel it. I just... Uh, salt and pepper didn't let it sit there. Probably not long enough for room temperature. I'm sure not long enough for room temperature. Um, Depends on the room. <laughs> um, That's funny. Sure. Yeah. Uh, when I grilled it, I had four thicknesses. So they came out varying from medium, a very nice solid medium, uh-huh. which my wife appreciates.
2: Makes sense. A solid medium. And then... That's what you
3: married. All the way down to... Uh, <laughs> all the way up to really thick
1: it's gonna really go off the rails wait, <laughs> that's on. what you, wait, no. this is the, what don't the, to I'm guess. trying guys
3: the really thick one is what I ate now it was, <laughs> it was it uh, was more rare than what I would normally cook but thoroughly enjoyed it like it was pink and I mean pink but Anyway, it was delicious. <laughs> there will be a food pick on the uh, on the website, uh, so check it out, man. It's the best steak salad I've ever made. So That sounds
1: like a
2: damn good steak salad, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. And I want to say hi to our man Mark out in Colorado. I believe he's still out there. He's watching. My, yeah, my dear Aunt Shirley is watching. I'm so excited that she's on as well down in Florida. This is a nice night. Hey, if you're on, make sure you comment because Please tonight don't. is about you. It is about your show. We're just the ones who are getting in the way of it. So we just want to be a part of that and i celebrate that you were able mm. to pull off all those steaks. that sounds delicious thank
3: you thank you and i'm gonna jump real quick into a, a good bad um i am i, I said you know at the, at the top oh it's holy week i really i get psyched for um for easter mm. and even though you know we do a good friday service at our church and 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 that is a more somber time and we're sort of in the moment you of,
2: actually title it a somber service Oh,
3: yes, exactly. Wait,
2: can I interrupt you as I have so many times Yeah, already. oh, please do again. So last week and the week before, I said one of the good things is the people that are, I've been with and been around and meeting with, one of which is Maggie, who is from Ghana. Right. And she's a student at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Mm-hmm. And she was telling me, we didn't have to meet this week because you're just going to be so busy. It's mm-hmm. Holy Week. And, and I was like, yeah, I got about 16 hours a day I got to fill. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I can do one hour with you. But I was telling her about Good Friday. And she said... And I told her it's a somber service. And she said, well, tell me. And I told her about it, you know, and she said, I've never heard of that in Mm. America. She says, but that's what we do in Africa. We wear black and we wear red because those are our funeral colors. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have the heart to tell her, oh, yes, I've seen like the meme that has like the guys dancing with a coffin on them anytime like somebody's in an accident. (laughs) So I was like, I'm not going to reference that, but they're wearing black and red. And she said. Some people say you shouldn't do that on Good Friday because Jesus is alive. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, tell that to Jesus on Good Friday because <laughs> right. he went through some stuff. Yes, and that's did. why I like Maggie because Maggie laughed and we had a good time mm-hmm. about it.
3: Well, yeah, and I love that service because I think it's so powerful to sort of try to be in the moment with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And and I I always get moved by the, you know, we always talk about, oh, he's fully God, fully man. um I get moved by his... The, the humanness in the moment of him you know when when God turns away and he's mm. you know on the cross and, and the whole the whole thing like I just I find it so powerful mm-hmm. and of course it's what Christianity is based on so it is powerful but um, so that's a good for me I mean it really is I, I get psyched for this week and um, both the, the the positivity of Easter morning and also the somberness of, of Good Friday however, here's my bad. Oh my gosh! Has it been, you know, the devil in the details? Hopefully, I'm using that phrase correctly, and it's very apropos. But I have been struggling this week mm. with all of the minutia. We did not do a Good Friday service last year because of COVID, and so now I'm like revisiting it, getting ready for it on mm. uh, the past Love couple what you're weeks together. Yeah, I appreciate that. But it has been a struggle. Like just tonight, I I texted. Brian, did you get that text about we had to put a new song, another song in? Like I did. I, I realized, oh, this isn't right. As I, as I go over the, like, I just keep finding more things,
2: basically, long story short. And what bums me out is when you do that, as you're putting in hours and stressing and planning and praying and putting this all together, and then you realize, oh, wait, this song, I have to add this song. You feel like a bad leader because you've got to talk to the team and say, hey, I have to add a song we yeah. can prepare for.
3: I literally texted them tonight, and I said, please don't kill me, but <laughs> can we do this So here you are, loving song. and
2: serving and preparing an entire congregation and people who watch at home for a beautiful service, and you feel bad.
3: Yes, and I don't get to enjoy it, I guess. I mean, and I will. I will. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy it and be in the moment, but the prep has really been weighing on me. Yeah, and when it's you stopped lot. in tonight, Jay, like you looked at me, you're like, "You don't look good." I didn't feel like I looked like I just felt like drained and like heavy. Bleh, yeah, yeah, very heavy. Yeah. Cool. So that's that's my my bad, and I'm gonna push through it somehow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somehow I manage. Yeah,
0: <laughs> somehow somehow I manage. Gonna. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna start out with a bad, but it's gonna rally, and then I got another good. So we took Maggie to the zoo. On Saturday.
2: I'm sorry. And <laughs> <laughs> I celebrate with you as well. That sounds great, though.
0: Right. And and we did... Uh,
2: did she have a good time?
0: She did. Oh, So my bad is up until... So they had the Easter Bunny there. Amy bought the ticket to see the Easter Bunny, and then we cashed in. We started our, our membership, like our family membership, so oh, we can oh, go yeah. anytime. Yeah. My parents got us that um i think it was that was christmas and um so then we can go for an hour or two and then leave because that's Mm -hmm. the way you want to do the zoo it's Um, real key for
1: toddler and and young age kids
0: and i remember we got there it opens up at nine we got there a little after nine everything was smooth and it was about it was coming at 11 o'clock which was our time to go see the easter bunny they give you a time and then you still have to wait in line but the line's not crazy um you had a
2: fast pass
0: well, they do it because of COVID, so that mm-hmm. like it's not this like packed, you know, line. Which I I we're, want to adopt that. Going yes, we're, we were talking about that the uh, other yes. day. So that I, like, should be one thing. for a time that sticks and then, around. Then you can go at your time, and then you can shuffle in as as a smaller group. It, mm-hmm. it was much better. Um, but as we were on our way to the Easter Bunny, I was like, this would be a good time to leave, mm. and. We get through the Easter Bunny, and in hindsight, you know we know Maggie needs to be prepped on like when we're leaving, when we're moving on, um, and before you you say about moving on, can I just ask how did yeah. she
3: feel about the Easter Bunny? She was fine. She was she yeah, was she good. wasn't
0: scared or anything like that. Mm. She you know she's yeah. she was ready for it. Okay, personal. good, good. Um, and got her picture taken, and then it was time to go, and. We told her it was time to go. And then the lip came out, and then she just, like, lost it. So she was having a She great was. like We had a great time at the zoo. We had all kinds of memories. She loved the zoo. And if you ask her, she had a great time, you know, right. all that, you know. But then, like, she's crying. All the way from where the Easter Bunny is to the car. Like, it was just a very long walk down the, the elevator. And Amy was holding her because she wanted Amy. And, like, so then all the attention is on Amy, and Amy, hey, oh, that is a that. great example. Right? It is mm-hmm. a great example because you have a screaming toddler. You feel like everybody's looking at you. Meanwhile, everybody's like, yep, that's yeah. about right. You know, everybody right. understands because everybody's got kids. Right. Yeah. Um, but she just feels right. like the people every, without kids
2: are going, she just doesn't know how to. Handle. She would just. You know, <laughs> right, everybody right. with kids is like glad that ain't me. They're a tough. bunch,
0: right? And uh, it was just it just put a period at the end of the sentence on what's the on the good is bad. <laughs> yeah, what's good is bad exactly with with Amy. So like, and I'm trying to fix the situation. Nothing Can't. I'm doing is Can't. is like rallying Mags at all. And uh, she was just done, but other than that, we did have a really, really great time at the zoo, and that was fun. And we we had a lot of a lot of good memories that were uh, that we come away with. So that was good. Um, my other good is so in our backyard. Well, not in our backyard. In our neighbor's backyard, she had a tree cut down like a couple years ago, like right before we moved in. And there's just these big like logs that are just back there for the taking they just out there They just out there and <laughs> um so i but i don't have anything to split wood so i needed to go buy all the stuff to split wood and so i got a a nice axe oh man this axe is no wait amazing. is it an axe or is it a splitting maul? Mm. so hang on so i bought an axe <laughs> okay okay and i got the maul. right right and i got a sledgehammer and i got like a little sledgehammer wow um, and a hatchet. So I got everything that I needed. And a mini hatchet. Yeah. Pocket hatchet. Right. And man, so the, the maul works out great splitting the big log, but then when I have half one of those logs, I can split it with the ax that I got, oh, which cool. I was actually pretty surprised. I thought I was going to have to maul twice yeah. and then go with the ax, but man, this ax is unbelievable. And you
2: feel like a man.
0: You do. And like, but man, this axe, like I, like I've chopped wood before. This axe, it's like butter, man. Like you just it just goes right through. It's awesome. Where did you get it? Uh Home Depot.
3: Okay, nice. Fiskars brand, I think, is what it's. Oh, Fiskars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They make Fiskars.
0: Yo, yo, don't you know it's a Fiskars.
3: Fiskars is well known for their blades. I'm serious. They are blade on it. They are a scissor company. And they also They also I purchased um years ago now we aren't currently using it because it is it is harder to use. But a a um a motorless real lawnmower, yeah. like a R E E L. Yep. And it's it's Fiskars, man. Because yeah. those blades, it's yeah. It's
0: super sharp and it's got a nice cover for it, so you know, it stays protected. ah oh, it's awesome. I love it. I like I can't wait to go chop wood now. Like, Fiskars, give us a call, you know, it could be a sponsor. Yeah,
2: that's right. Have you ever used a hydraulic wood splitter?
0: I've been in the presence of I've never like done it, but mm-hmm.
2: like I, I've been in the presence of it. I mean it is. The most I mean it's like and you think it would go fast. Right. No. no. It is
0: it's it inches. It's <laughs> like torturing the wood.
2: <laughs> it's incredible. It is such an awesome thing.
0: It is awesome. And then my food thing isn't a food thing uh but it's related to food because I've been watching what I eat. I'm down a pant size and I'm wearing new pants. My nice. Man. So that's my story. Great. That that really that is
1: awesome. Uh, down a pant size. That's, um, commend you. Yeah. Thanks. So much discipline. It's been discipline. So much discipline. That's... Should be a so song. Even, even when you were running last year, or what was that last year and, and like two yep. years ago into last year, whatever that was. Yeah. Uh, all that running, you weren't able to lose as much as you've lost. I feel like not running. Right. Don't So run. the moral of the story Just, is. Don't run. <laughs> no, no, no. But that's, that's really, that's really interesting because you're doing more fasting no, I'm not doing, You're fasting. Not doing I'm just, fasting. I'm just I'm just right eating now. good. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yep. Because you've always tried to eat good. Yeah, but I'm eating real
0: good. And like my one of my things is is uh like I eat when I'm prepping food. Crystal meth. <laughs> Close. One of one of the things I do is like I'll eat while I'm prepping food. Like I cook dinner a lot, mm. and then like I'll eat dinner while I'm and then I'll eat dinner while I'm making dinner. And so then I'll eat not, dinner. when you sit down to eat dinner. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: First dinner, second dinner. You're saying that's like when you're when you're not eating well, or that's what you're doing right now. I'm
0: doing like I've cut out bad habits, uh-huh. like a lot of bad habits like that. I'm sna- oh, yeah. I'm snacking on vegetables, gotcha. you know, instead of other stuff, and you know, just
1: yeah, gotcha, eating clean, pretty pretty clean. Well, kudos, thanks, buddy. It's awesome. Um my good, one of my goods actually tie in with the chopping of your wood. It's I had trees taken down, and um, the big tree over over my over my pool is gone. Oh, at the and, far end. Yeah, and and like four trees that were back in that area, I had them taken down. Jungle Jim, uh, not a sponsor, yeah. but um, he he's fantastic, and he got the trees down i just told him to cut them down leave all the wood back there because you know it would have been more expensive for him to haul it all the way f- back f- from back there you know to the front so i told him to leave it there dude i got so much wood now that th- that could be split um i was actually thinking about buying a, a log splitter um, buying yeah not a renting log, no getting a log splitter because i mean you know my yard like it's i tree. could have wood for years and and give people wood for years and um i actually had so much wood that i gave it away um, I had Duquesne light come out back in uh, the fall and they took down two of my trees cause I, I live under the power lines and, um, the wood was, had been there ever since. And finally I realized when jungle Jim was there last week, I don't think Duquesne lights coming back. So I called mm-hmm. Duquesne light and they're <laughs> like, we're not coming back to get that. That's your responsibility. So, well, um, nice them. so I put it on Facebook, honestly, like Facebook marketplace. I said, I got all this wood, um, you know, come and get it. Dude, I had 50 people contact. I put it on. It's like 730 on Monday night or something like that. It's a whole nother world. Dude, 50 people between Sunday night at 730 and when I woke up in the morning and like I had to shut it off and I had like six or seven people come out. They took you know, most to all of it. So anyways, long story short, that's a good thing. Um, another good thing is I am going to have lunch with um, Joseph Jason tomorrow. Yeah. James oh. And he's Jason. watching. He's watching tonight. That's awesome. What nice. Up? Well, I think I'm still having lunch with him. Um, I'll <laughs> confirm with him tomorrow. That's a pretty rude cancel if he does it through the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I thought that was cool because, um, you know, we, we uh, talked about him and he wants to meet with me and talk about me. So uh, I think that's cool. One of your favorite topics. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know a lot about it. Um, Most. Some. Some. I'm still finding out a lot. Uh, this podcast helps me with that. Um, bad would be. I have termites. No, uh, dude, it's disgusting. We we had them happen a little bit last year, like right around this time, and they do come out from like March to to May or June or something like that. Mm-hmm. And at first, we thought they were just um, like a swarm of uh, flying ants. Yeah,
2: right. That's what they look like. Yeah,
1: but it like kept happening. And you Kep- got
2: a lot of wood in your house.
1: Yeah. And around my house, oh, and like yeah. all the wood that was sitting there when the, that tree that got chopped down it was sitting right next to my kitchen. Um,
3: we used to get them when we had a wooden retaining wall in oh, our driveway. Okay. Yeah, but thankfully, not the house. But where where did you get hit?
1: So when you walk right up my back, to my from the kitchen into the under the patio. Yeah that whole kitchen like the you know all the glass there they're just coming in like they're dropping through the glass oh man like on the outside and the inside oh, and i'm just like man. running around with raid and <gasps> like inside inside like the, the so
3: they've already like eaten their way it's disgusting there's, there's some way they're getting in Yikes. it's discuss-
1: well we well i guess the good part of the bad is we did have the um I was going to say the Terminator. Uh, the Exterminator <laughs> came out yesterday. Uh, and he put, like, he put, he did the whole perimeter of our house. He, he, like, buried these canisters in in the ground all the way around the house. And so, and he gives a very thorough explanation, which I'm not going to do now. Um, but. Point is, we're getting it taken care of, but it's disgusting. Like, you just walk into the kitchen, and, there's, and they, like, shed their wings. Like, it's part of the whole mating process. Uh, it's disgusting. Me too. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, also, you know, Lex with migraines. She, she's she been on this cycle Ugh. of she was doing really great for three weeks because she's been on this medicine, and it's supposed to last a month. It lasts three weeks. And then when it wears off, like, it just comes roaring back a hundred times. Yeah. So she's been down and out the past like couple Like it's days. all
3: saved up or something. Like it, that it's, is well, it's, it's, she, so frustrating. She calls
1: it a rebound headache. So oh. she's clear and free for well not even clear and free. She she's it's very manageable and then it just hits her and yeah. she's down and out and there's I mean it's nothing so you can do. And
3: then she has to like wait till the end of the month to take the next dose, yeah, right? Well,
1: she she's going to cheat. Not cheat her doctor told her to do it. Yeah. So um we'll see. Man, it's that just, is It's just ugh. like she and she's I don't want to talk about it on the on the pod, but she's going to go a different direction with medicine and um, what she's going to do next. So, um, mm. I mean, we'll see. And then food, uh, corned beef, man. I made corned beef last week. We had we bought like three of them when when they came out. You know, right before uh, St. Patrick's Day because we got a great price on them. So Lex bought all. She bought three of them, and um, so we made corned beef a couple weeks ago. We made corned beef last night, um, and it's which is fantastic. I love corned beef and mashed potatoes.
3: It looked delicious, Mm -hmm. but you didn't corn your own beef.
1: No, no. I don't even know
3: how that works.
1: I bought the corned beef. Okay. And then tonight I heated some up in the air fryer and it gave it a completely different texture Hmm. and taste. And it was fantastic. I did like eight minutes or nine minutes in the air fryer and it was better than being boiled. So that's, that's what I got. Well, that's awesome. I'm not a big corned beef guy,
2: so I celebrate your corned beef.
0: I like good corn beef. <clears throat> uh,
2: for me, uh, I'll start with what's good, then bad, then good. What's <laughs> good is, and it's been, you know, my life's weird. I'm in almost, a, don't say a holding pattern, but like I could almost go back the last three weeks and the same thing that's good is good. And that's church and that's people. And it just seems like more and more people that are coming to church, you know, a lot of people are coming back, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people that are coming as I get to know them, you know, they're they're just real. And somebody said to me, this Sunday night, I met with them. They've been coming to church for a while, and they said that we seemed to be the most genuine and self aware church they've ever been to and i mean all i heard was genuine and i almost started to cry i'm like that's Mm. all i'm asking for i don't want church to be weird i don't want it to be a show i don't want it to be anything other than a place where you can come have your spiritual needs met also have your emotional needs met and you're recharged and focused moving forward maybe handle some snakes i mean that's not what i do um, but if we use never mind but the point of the story is the people are what's great. And I'm I'm really enjoying the different people and, the, and all the different new people that are coming to church and they're not perfect. None of us are, and they're not afraid of admitting that. And so getting to hear their stories and getting to join them in their journey and not being able to fix them. You know, there's, there's a couple different times I've met with people and I'm just like, I just wish I could take it all away and you can't, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you don't want to. Right. Mm-hmm.
3: Can I celebrate that with you for a moment? Sure. And just say that when, when you talk about people like admitting i guess that they're imperfect um and that that speaks to your leadership at the church but just that that i love that about our church too that that we have this atmosphere of we are who we are mm-hmm. like this you know we're we are open honest and vulnerable and we're not trying to, to like you said put on a show or put on airs or whatever and i just i feel like that's that we're feeding off of your example on that so kudos
2: yeah Oh, good I was talking with somebody today, and they said how they've, you know, that the different models of church leadership and church growth talk about how the front door of your church isn't the front door, that it's actually your website. It's actually, you know, the the building and this <laughs> and that. that wow. Our front door of I was our church. Say, we don't we have a front door. A front door. <laughs> I don't even know how to get there. You in can a try. Church. You can look around. There <laughs> isn't one. And the person I met with, you know, before I, I opened my mouth, and he goes, I know what you're going to say. He said, The people are the front door in your opinion. And I said, that's right. I said, if, you know, if you mm. get to know the people, then that's what they notice first. Cause they yeah. know where you go to church. They know what you're all about, you know, and, and I have to come to grips with some people, who obviously are still a work in progress and don't always represent things so well. Mm. Um, but I, I, hold myself accountable as well and make sure that I'm representing not only really the church you know, in some ways. I don't, you know, I care about Christ a whole lot more than I care about the church with all due respect. And I know one, but yeah. so excited about that. That's a good thing, a bad thing. So I was meeting with somebody recently and I said, I want you to know that I have to meet with a lot of people for my job. It's what I do. I'm in the people business. Right. And it's my honor to do it. And I said, but every once in a while I meet with somebody that I really, really like. And that's like bonus time. And I've had a couple of those lately that I just, mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, I got to go meet with so-and-so or, you know, and these are some, some of the people have real big problems, but I enjoy their company. So that's like a bonus mm-hmm. because there are times. I have got to meet with and/or deal with people who aren't so enjoyable, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's it's a bad situation. Sometimes it's just people that uh, their are another personality is not like mine, and it can be all over the place. And so, and I always say I earn my money in those times, which you know isn't necessarily true, but I have had some difficult conversations lately.
3: Well, and you do things that <clears throat> many of us at this very table have said, well, we we, we can't do that, like uh, we're not going to do that. So you. Earn (laughs) whatever it is you earn, you're earning it.
2: (laughs) Well, Brian, Brian's probably the the most vocal one who, you know, if I share a story with you, you'll say, "I'm glad you do that, right?" (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't want to do that, and it is my honor to do that. And I, even when like I've screwed up, I, I have no problem apologizing and finding it, you know. Um, and I, and if it's an awkward conversation or if I have to have tough talk with somebody. You know, I appreciate that because that's real. We don't have enough real conversations, but it's still no less taxing. Mm-hmm. And so I've had sure. a few of those lately as well. Um, but my last good, um, I've already shared with you guys, and I know anybody that's listening has heard this, but Joe uh, earning his ROTC scholarship
3: mm-hmm. wow. uh, was Fantastic. a real
2: amazing moment for me. Um, it's its a big deal. It's full tuition and books and a stipend. I mean, we got to pay for room and board, okay? But, um, yeah, I know. Where are they at? But They um, can commute just the number of things that God had to do and orchestrate that from my brother-in-law going into the army 31 years ago, which we wouldn't have known about the scholarship, you know, Joe's heart for serving the country, his persistence, even though his brother dies, he doesn't give up, Mm -hmm. you know, Rachel just being so tough on him early in his life for grades, even though he always got good grades, but she made sure he did. And all of these things go into place and the people that stepped up to do letters of recommendation and all that stuff. It was just good and, and Joe's such a humble kid. And so it was great for him to be blessed by this and get to stand up. And mm-hmm. it was it was just a it was a wonderful moment. And um, it's led to some good conversations and sort of like oh crap moments for him. Like mm-hmm. college got real real for <laughs> yeah. real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that fast slide that all of a sudden you're an adult. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and Bella started her new job and she's super oh. busy. You know, like yesterday it was school till two two thirty work from 2.30 to 5.30, and then play practice, musical practice from 6 to 9. Wow. That's and, getting
3: real, too. Right. Mm-hmm. And
2: Rachel was, like, worried that's too much for her and anything else. And I said, honey, we were worried that she's sitting on her bed looking at her mm-hmm. phone, playing, you know, doing TikTok for yeah. so many hours. Now, the other end of it. And it was cool because I got to share with Bella. I said, listen, because she was on her way back to the musical, and she was just hyped up. She was just, you know, when you get busy and you're knocking one thing down after another. And mm-hmm. I said, no, nah, honey, think about you sitting on your bed. I said, and you have no energy to do anything. Now you've done more than you did in any of those days, right. and you're pumped up for more. I said, that's mm-hmm. what we want for you. Yeah. I said, blah, blah, and she just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> Won't remember a thing I said. <laughs> but what I like is, um, oh, food wise, I'm still doing the carnivore diet. No reason to stop. No real changes, and it's fine. There you so go. that's that exciting. There's also no reason to stop doing this podcast. And that's what oh. we're talking about here this that week. Right. Uh, we want to sort of reframe where we are and mm. zero in on where we're going is what we're doing. And so some people have said, you know, man, are you guys ever just going to be the four of you again? And I think Chris was one of those people because he's so excited <laughs> just to hang out with us. Tonight. It is nice
0: to have the the, the guys back. Like, yeah. You know,
3: yeah. yeah, we got we got to, We got to make sure we. um Take the time to do this. Ever I don't know. We gotta set up a schedule. Speaking of moving forward, I feel like we gotta have yeah. like a this is, you know, regular guests but also regular us time. But I have know? really enjoyed the guests that we've had on. It's oh, absolutely. Been, it's been awesome. Oh, but I loved that too. That would yeah, not it's... be good
2: promo. If you were like, you know what? There's not one of them that I've cared about. <laughs> Colossal waste of our time. Um, Chris, as we go forward, and if you are listening to this live, make sure you comment in and say, hey, listen, uh, you know, we like them. We don't like them. We want more. We want less. We want this. Mm-hmm. We want that. And if you're listening after, afterwards, go ahead and send us a post on lunchtimeinrome.com or on our Facebook page. Chris, what's your vision for a schedule?
3: Oh, man. On the spot, I don't. You know. said schedule. Well, oh, I did. I used the word schedule. I would say, I I love like when we before we had started having regular guests, I was itching for guests. So I was, you know, one of the the ones saying, we need to do this. We need to get this going. Mm-hmm. And um,
1: then we did. How many weeks in a row have we had guests? It's been. I don't know if we've done a, uh, an episode this year. Yeah, without a guest. Okay, so I, all I...
3: of January, all of. Maybe not quite that long. At least February and March.
1: I mean, we had the we had the girls on, the wives on back in January, um, and then
3: pretty much right after that, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So I mean, maybe one at the beginning of the year was yeah. just us, but yeah.
3: So in retrospect, I guess I would say it'd be nice to maybe I don't know do one on one off as far as guests go, or two on two off, or even. Three on one off, like where we have, you know, three guests right. in a row and then sort of a wrap up show at the end of the mm-hmm. month or something. Yeah. I don't know. There's a few different ideas in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I like it. Which? I like, like, the three guests and then one wrap up show. That's kind of yeah. what I was thinking. Um, just to kind of talk about what we've talked about, re- like, you know, just like I said, recap.
1: Brian, I have no opinion. <laughs> Appreciate that. Appreciate that. <laughs> He's just here. I, I do like the three on one off because I, I think that, um, it, you know I it was really interesting to me first of all it's been really interesting to me being here from day one um to see the evolution to see Chris you know f- folded into the mix and t- how, how seamlessly that that's been and how how much uh, of an of an ad that is an asset having, an an asset having Chris is and or you know just it, it's been nice to have the different perspective the different voice um and, and is and this then, you
3: saying my time is up?
1: No. <laughs> it's been a good run. <laughs> no, 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 no. And then for the past couple of months where I think, you know, I I, I might have backed out one week. Not backed out, but, you know, said one week I, I don't have to be there because we only have four mics, you know. And, and sometimes that's that's been a little bit of a challenge where we have people on and it's like, well, who's going to be on the mics? Um mm-hmm. And then, so it's like, well, I'll just sit out this one or, or like the one week I did tech Mm -hmm. and it's been cool for me to get the different perspective on that. You know, like doing the tech week was, was interesting. Um, (laughs) part of me loved it. Part of me was like, I, I have all these things to say, but I can't say so, but it's been healthy. And, you know, I think that that's something that, um, anything you do in life constantly over and over again, you have to change it up a bit and Mm -hmm. it, it becomes more healthy I think that having the guests on maybe three times a week uh, a month and then that last month or that last week to recap it all and just to kind of decompress and and you collect all the things throughout the three weeks and then we maybe have highlights or lowlights or I think it's going to be a good, you know, even if we only do that for maybe six months of this year, it'll be healthy for our podcast is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: no, I, I think it's a good rhythm to get into and a good model to shoot after a goal. Um, as you're listening to this, the way to look at it is there's basically three types of guests we have on. Chris kind of came up with a nice model, his analytical mind that he is. And I think we could spend a few minutes and review our guests and make some of our guests feel really bad if we can't remember (laughs) that they were on. Um, but we have three categories. So the first category are people that are experts in the field. So this is a field of just either comfort or emotional needs or, helping people, if that makes it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, on an emotional level. Right. So that's one level of people that we have of as guests. Which, and so as you are at home and you're listening to this and you say, you know who should be on your podcast? Well, make sure it fits into one of these th- three categories, but also make sure you tell us. And, it, you know, mm-hmm. it very well may be you and you say, well, I'm not an expert. Well, you may fall into one of the next two categories because the second category are people with an audience and have a similar Similar audience. And so, hey, they can come on to our show. We'll go on to their show. Maybe their listeners hear us. You guys hear them. And we sort of share audiences and spread the word that way. And that Mm -hmm. also blends into they might be an expert in the field, obviously, but Mm -hmm. but it can be an audience in general. You know, if if you said, Hey, my friend John Bon Jovi's coming <laughs> into town and he wants to be on the podcast because he's basically on last week. Yeah, not again. Show.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but so second is the, the primary thing is they have an audience and they'll bring some some ears to the podcast. And then last, in what I love about if I may be so humble, our podcast is it's somebody who's been at the table, just an everyday person, because their story is a great model for what we teach Mm -hmm. that you don't have to be an expert in the field you don't have to have a big audience you can think that you're insignificant but your story matters everybody has a story everybody's got a story what's your story and so we i'm quoting uh pretty woman (laughs) that we go into their lives not invasively you know we
1: set boundaries so don't be scared to come on i don't think we've really scared off anybody Mm -hmm. so far yeah we talk about it beforehand what are you comfortable with what are you not comfortable with and we respect that or try to and so that's why we can do that with a married couple because we can look at relationships. Whether it's you as an individual, we can go into your story
2: and your past and go through there. What's so, your story? So where would you guys file our guests so far in
1: those three categories? What do uh, you mean, like Bob Pluskowski? Bob, Bob Plushkowski. are talking about names, like he's the expert. He's an expert. So he was an expert. Okay, right. I agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would
3: put uh, Joseph maybe in category B mm. um, because he is creating and has created sort of a, a, a name for himself, a platform for himself. And so when he comes, you know, a guest like that comes onto our show, we're sort of sharing a platform and, mm-hmm. and there's a little bit of, of give and take there. So I would say that. Yeah.
2: What I think is interesting about that is my goal for him was mainly number one, because of his viewpoint on self-improvement and all that kind of stuff, which he didn't really even get into because mm-hmm. of right. his story was so right. monumental in a lot of ways. So I think, yeah, for that visit, he was a number, he was a number two, uh, but in the next time he comes back, I think we'll get more into, Hey, how do you turn your life around mm-hmm. and his methods and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: I would say like a Justin and Lauren would be a category three um, sharing their, um, their, their story. I mean, obviously they're, they're experts in certain their things. Yeah. But I think the way that they shared when they were here was very much just, who are you? What, how, how do you cope? What, you know, how does emotional needs? It's like being eight, seven months
2: pregnant mm-hmm. and, you know, having some. Yeah. absolutely.
3: Yeah. Right. I would say most of our guests probably have been that, like, yeah. tier C or whatever. And Who, I love those guests. Where would you put
1: Mary Lynn? Well, there's the question. Where is Mary Lynn? That's one of the two questions. Because to some people, she seemed to be an expert on something.
2: She's a local. She might be a trifecta. <laughs> what? Because ah. she has, uh, you know, she has a career. In education and dealing with, mm-hmm. you know, social skills, streaming mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and things mm-hmm. like that. She, to this day, she's our biggest draw Yeah, <laughs> out of <laughs> <Right>. any podcast. <laughs> Most views were her. But yet she's every day. She's she's just Ryan. Right. 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 She's
3: your sister. She's. But yeah.
2: I wonder where do we put her and Michelle? Because they're both, you know, is the perspective of somebody behind somebody who's very visible. Mm. You know, Joseph is Michelle's brother. Okay, what's it like to have a brother who goes away to prison? Mm-hmm. Mary Lynn, what's it like to have a husband that goes away? Mm-hmm. So that might even be, I don't know, that's like a, maybe a fourth category.
0: Maybe, but I also think that's, like, if you talk to, if if we talk to a person that we didn't know real well, they could have a very similar story.
2: You know, but we're I mean? just not going to have on there whoever. But we
0: just know them better. You know, we just knew Michelle mm-hmm. and Mary Lynn more personally. So if, I feel like it, it would just be, like, if we pick Sally off the street and she had a Bob- you know, as a husband, and he was the the general chaplain. you know it would be the same story
2: right It's just that we don't know that person, you know or what I mean? to that end, when John Bon Jovi comes on the podcast, if we had the opportunity to interview his wife the next week, I certainly would we just right. may not know his wife right,
0: and my point is like you know there's Mary Lynn's in other people's lives. Like, like I know I would never like, that's amazing. You did this and you did that. Like, you know, every, like we said, like every person has a story yeah and Mary Lynn, we just know her better. and We just know her story better. I think it's just accented in my mind. Sure.
3: Yeah. And I love those, um, tier 3 guests or whatever we want to call them the ones that are they That sounds
1: demeaning. I don't I, know I, I, why. But like, I don't, we we got to come up with a different The
3: third category, whatever you want right. to think of it as, not professionals like you said Justin and Lauren or But or, they're well, and I'd they're like also third level and honestly, belt.
0: they're also my favorite. Right, in a, yes, absolutely. Because like I uh, they're my favorite because you, you know, one, they're everyday people and the majority of the people that listen to our podcast are also Exceptionally you know, wonderful people. Yes, but they're you know they're everyday people. everyday people. Yeah, you know. Well, it's like when
3: you when your but, Amy came on. But wait.
0: When, but my point is, is that the the listeners can relate to a person. They more can like identify that. with, right?
2: Mm-hmm. You know, see themselves in that person. Yeah, and say, oh, that's like my story. But yeah, or with Amy coming exactly. on. exactly. Yeah. yeah, when
3: we have those people on that tier of guest or whatever, whatever the category of guest, it's like we are that. That's a focus on on them and their life in a way that is like let's talk about your relational needs and your emotional I feel like that's all almost like I don't know it's a it's more conversational in a way right it's not so much an interview the so waiter. there's there's that sort of it's thing not, too not tell
2: your story it's let's dig into your story yeah
3: oh it's a, there's a there's a subtle difference there between when we're interviewing somebody and just just talking let's you know let's right. we, know, we know you you know us let's let's figure out yeah. your emotional situation
1: right what would you like to see in the audience, um, again, please let us know because, you know, I, I think I love to hear people's stories. I love to just relate to people. I love to, you know, uh, this is going to make me sound bad, but like sitting at a bar talking to somebody that I've never met is, is and and just hearing their story, or sitting at, a, you know, wherever you might be, sitting next to somebody at a ball bad. game. Well, I'm just saying, like. I, loved, I love to draw the story out of somebody, because like you said, Eric, everybody has a story or they are working on a story. And they yeah. don't get to tell their and story. And they don't get to tell their story. Nobody, nobody cares enough to really ask them what their story is, what their struggles are. And I love to do that. Like That's one of my favorite things. So like that kind of a guest, that's really attractive to me. But I also like to sit back and listen to the people that have, have knowledge or, or like, subject matter experts and mm-hmm. leaders in something. That's also really cool. But I don't get attracted to that quite as much as I do as just the regular story. And then, um, you know, we really haven't had a whole lot of experience with people that are building there or that have an audience. So I think my question would be to everybody listening. What is your, you know, what's that sweet spot for you? What is that? What are you drawn to? And then we'll try to have those kind of people on.
3: And how about this? Like if there are listeners out there that... um Maybe you listen, if you're a podcast listener, you, you mean listen to other people to at, the other, yes, oh, exactly. at the table. Yes, exactly. Anybody at the table, whether live or listening later from their table. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you listen to other podcasts that are similarly themed, like something about um, emotional needs or something about helping people or or t- t- even psychology to some extent. Um Love languages. Yeah, any of that. Um, and you were like, hey, this would be really cool to see a you know uh, a mashup of, you know, if you guys had w- this podcast guy on with you guys and mm-hmm. give us that suggestion, you know, let us know at
1: lunchtimeinrome.com." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if and, you have those connections, please hook us up. Yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> and never <laughs> do and, our work for us. <laughs> and don't discount the fact that you may be exactly who we want to have on mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. You are. Um, it's in regards to uh, everyday people. And we don't leave out, you know, Luke and Kate. Uh, mm-hmm. and Jared as well yeah mm-hmm. I think we overlooked that um, we're toying around with having some sort of a teen uh, guest series mm. whether you know and it's some of our children some of the people who have been on you know and we're, we're tinkering with that and I think it's important because a lot of people a lot of people don't realize what kids have gone through in the last year it's just easy to be like mm. oh it's been so hard for them okay but how Right. And why? And why? And where isn't it hard? You know, some kids, like, you know, for a long time, Bella was just elated to do schoolwork in bed all day. Perfectly mm-hmm. fine. Um, but also, what's it like to be the children of guys like us who talk about emotional needs all the time? Mm-hmm. Because there's just not a lot of dads out there mm-hmm. who are going over emotional needs. I don't think. Maybe I've read the room wrong. <laughs> so whether we do a month long of teens, whether they do sort of like, you know, the, the kids of the table, which is uh, the teens of the, t- the young adults of the table. <laughs> kids table. Uh, yeah, the kids table. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Je- that alone would keep Joe and <laughs> Bella from coming. <laughs> you know, and Ben would be like, I'm reference. the biggest one here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I would feel weird sitting at the kids table. But do we do it all at once? Do we bring them one at a time? You know, we're really refining that. And, uh, and we'd love to do that. So if, if you have any desire to hear from teenagers, because I think we put them off in the corner mm. too often and just mm. glare at them and don't pay enough attention to them.
3: Christina made a, a good comment here. She said, I like to hear you guys listening to someone's story and then go and pick through their emotional needs with them. Someone that isn't aware of their needs beforehand. And then you're able to help them figure it out like and a
1: discovery. Yeah, that's, that's always a best. cool. Yeah. It and that cool.
3: I would say that sort of fits that third category of, you know, we're come on and you want to be on give us a comment on lunchtime and say hey I think I'd you know I want you guys to help me out I've taken the the emotional needs yeah, questionnaire yeah. and um, I, I I you know I'm having whatever it might be this this issue relating to people or I feel I didn't I never knew I had this need before and and I'd like you guys to to help dissect yeah. my my needs a little more
1: well and, that, and I was gonna say I'm glad you mentioned the emotional relational needs questionnaire because that that's the that's the absolute first step. You know we need to understand a little bit about you so and that's at lunchtime in and you can go take that um and then you're right i mean and th- how many times have we been talking here and we've had a breakthrough on our own you mm-hmm. know like our own life and just walking into that and having the counsel of each of you so yeah i mean if that's something that you know you feel like you're really looking for that i feel like i'm something i don't know what it is um it'd be great to have you on and we can see if we can now uh, work on that too I think it's funny as Christina is talking and giving her comment
2: that in my mind, I'm like, no good reason why Christina hasn't been on yet, right? <laughs> she, but, she throw, but she throws in uh, someone that isn't aware of their needs. She is as well-versed. I tell mm-hmm. you what, I am as proud of her as I am just about anybody else that we have uh, that I've gotten the opportunity to teach and, and taught. Yeah. She would be an amazing guest to have she on. She certainly would. It might be a little touchy. Um, <laughs> you never know how open and honest we get, um, but- uh, we would love to have her on, and, and any of you, really. There's, that's the beauty of that is
1: that everybody, everybody's got a story. We can't say it enough. Carissa says, "What about healing?" Oh, Eric pulled up. Okay, uh, people can't have their emotional needs met if they are self-protecting or numb. And uh, you know, we've we've covered that in parts and pieces, but to have a guest that's like specifically concentrated on something like that. Well, I think it's a brilliant point. In that, that would be a terrible guest. Mm. That <laughs> wait. If they're
2: just denying they have needs right now, if they're numb, if they are, you know,
1: hurting, then it's as much as they're willing to be vulnerable. Right. right. That's the key. If you if you come on, you got to be willing to it's open almost up.
3: like we'd have to have somebody on that. We would prep them and say, OK,
1: mm-hmm.
3: well, I mean, they, they'd have to be self-aware enough to say, OK, look, I, I, I I've been shutting down my whole life. You know, but I'm willing to come on and have you guys.
1: I can't put help. on a front. I can't put on a front if I come on here. Right, like if we're going to do this. It's business time. Yeah, but I want to
2: go a step further with what um, Carissa asked because it, it's actually even maybe even outside of being on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a simple question of healing. How can somebody get their emotional needs met if they're self-protecting or numb? And I and whether or not that's your intent, Carissa, or not, I'll answer it anyhow. Um, I think the really important part of that is when we talk about meeting people where they are and joining them in their emotion, you know, it used to be you looked for a breakthrough and you wanna get that person to the point where they just break down and sob. Mm. And so you're almost manipulating them and pushing them to have this moment. And the most latest research, and by latest I mean five years ago when they taught this to me, is that you really, if somebody's only gonna let you have this much, that they are so walled up, they're only gonna give you this much, and I'm making a very small space between my fingers, then the best way to healing is just doing them there. And now you've built the trust, and -hmm. they can go to that next level. And it's just a longer process. And there may be a breakthrough, but it's on the person who's walled off's terms, not because, oh, we want to have this breakthrough. Mm -hmm. But yeah, as it pertains to a show, I'll talk to anybody. And we want to make sure you are being at least as open as you can be Mm -hmm. and christina pretends to say that she will not cry if she's on (laughs) Um, but she's a real good crier and we love that about her because she's just real with her emotions Mm -hmm. speaking of emotions i am uh very much like chris said earlier looking forward to easter this year Mm -hmm. and i figured we could spend Mm -hmm. a minute or two Mm -hmm. because man this time last year we weren't on the air i don't believe so I believe we may have been in a caper, and if you don't know what that is, you have to go back in time. <laughs> oh
0: man!
1: And listen to the caper talk. But um, we haven't had a good caper yet this year. Yeah, it's the only that caper I've once, really ever least, been on. Yeah, that's oh, a once oh, in a lifetime. least that caper. I remember.
2: That was awesome. <laughs> um, but you know, last year I think for each of us, Easter was alone with our families. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wow, I don't remember. That means I have cooked two so full holiday semi-air. meals, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I want to look at: is what does Easter look like this year? But also. Versus the last couple of holidays, I said last night, "What's it like in a post COVID era?" And Rachel's like, "It ain't over." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, on the, this part of COVID era." Mm. So, what do you guys have going on? Same as last year. Yeah,
3: honestly, for me, it's <laughs> the same as last year. Unfortunately,
0: like, but we're... for just because,
3: or just,
2: just our parents. Yeah, because I mean, I... you see your parents
0: all the time. Yeah, but it, it's it's but we don't have both sets of uh, parents, both sets of grandparents here at the same time. Right. But very often, you know. It's, you know I feel like. Time. So are they is anybody coming over? They are. Oh, okay. That's just it. separate. No. Oh. They're coming over together.
1: Got it. Both sets of grandparents are coming over and they, together. And they've they've been doing that pretty much since last year. I mean, they haven't really been They're part of your bubble. Yeah, right. right and at yeah. first
3: there was some abstention, but you know, you guys worked your way through that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. For me, I, I think if Easter was like a month later then. More of my family and amy's would would be vaccinated, and there would be more immediate get togethers around Easter. but as it stands like with her extended family, for example, we've sort of put it off for now we we we've said you know maybe at the end of April or something we' we'll, we're gonna we're gonna plan a, a easter quote unquote celebration, even though it is late um and my family too, like we just we sort of had an outdoor get together for my nephew's um birthday a week ago a couple weeks ago. And, um, but again, to sit down for an Easter dinner, and they wouldn't all be comfortable with that yet. But in another month or so, more of them will be vaccinated. maybe everybody by then, and it would just be easier to get together. So I feel like Easter's hitting at a you know, just a slightly too early spot to to be sort of open and celebratory for for my family.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I remember last year now. we did sit outside. it was it was um, my aunt and uncle. And me and the kids and and Lex and my parents and my sister and um, brother-in-law and um, they, my sister and brother-in-law are very, uh, very cautious. And so last year we sat outside, but it was a beautiful night. We had a great time. Um, And I think that that's maybe what we're going to do again. So I feel like it's pretty much going to be very similar as to what we did last year. I don't know. I can't remember if my sister and brother-in-law are coming this year. But um, if they do, they would want either to sit on the other side of the house or be outside. So Mm -hmm. we got to figure that out. And I think that's so important that we just continue to
2: realize that we're all in this together and we're all differently in this together. And we have to extend grace to understand that maybe, you know, maybe we don't see it like everybody else does. Mm -hmm.
1: And, you know, you just have to continue to look at I don't think anybody is out there being malicious. And that shouldn't cause the division. You know, like you, you should you should figure out a way to make it work for the, you know, the sake of of having peace and, and being able to, you know, to, to do the, the things that you should be doing with your family and friends, yeah. you know, and fellow citizens. But, you know, generally speaking, your family and friends. Yeah. We're going over to Marilyn and Bob's. Um, and the funny thing is, Marilyn won't even be there.
2: She's working at um, um, oh, Seneca. Huh. Huh. So she's working that day. And turns out, Seneca, not double time, not an official yeah, UPMC why holiday. Why is
3: Easter not a holiday for UPMC?
0: I mean, we don't get any time off.
2: What is up American Eagle and UPMC. Um, but we'll be there with most of our family, and it'll be a good time. And um, that's kind of how we're rolling at this point. I mean, mm-hmm. we can have a bunch of, like for my birthday party, we had a bunch of people there. And there's only a few who have not had it or been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And they're smart enough that if they're not feeling well, they don't show up. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we had a birthday party. Golly, it could be more than 20 five years ago and we all passed around a stomach bug it turned out somebody's Mm -hmm. kid had been sick and they didn't say anything about it Mm -hmm. and then it was like 19 of 23 people within two days got the stomach bug it could use some masks back then or a little more forethought but so it's interesting to me because i hosted we were supposed to host thanksgiving but that's when we were in the middle of our covid experience and so instead of having 24 people or uh, oh yeah, yeah. 18, you guys were down and out for like a month right we put out you know i, I made an entire table full of food for four of us <laughs> um, and then christmas was nice so you know we're moving along and we're just going to keep being who we are mm-hmm. and hopefully we'll have a good time and um we'll go from there it's good maybe next time we'll do better Me. B. Be. It's been a minute. It's been it a minute. Been, it has. Nobody's favorite segment is back.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, I have a can't do better, so I guess I'll wait a minute. I do too, so I'll
1: wait till you guys are done with do betters. Dateline. Bing. The world. <laughs> Researchers in the U.S. and Denmark estimated in a study in frontiers in environmental science that an astounding 129 billion face masks are being used globally every month, mm. a number that works out to 3 million every minute. Most are disposable face masks made from plastic Mm. microfibers, the researchers note. Over 1.5 billion masks ended up in the oceans alone, this last year, two biologists from the Netherlands published a study on the effects of disposable masks on environments all over the world, and launched a website to raise awareness. However, no uh, sea animals have gotten COVID. <laughs> They've not. It, we've been very generous to them. <laughs> they have masks by dumping these all. In... Chris
0: is twitching over here. I am, her. man. This story
1: hurts. Yes. <laughs> They found reports about apes chewing on face masks, about a penguin with a face mask in its stomach. Oh. Pets too, especially dogs, were f- found to have swallowed face masks. Uh, so there's this study out there about the um, the the downside to face masks. So I would say if you do insist on using a face mask, then probably get one that's not disposable because they're Washable. destroying the environment. That's a horrible... Well, yeah. Brian, you hate... Oh, he hates litter. There it is. A lot of things, <laughs> true. Hey, <laughs> including but think litter. About, but think about this though. And, I do not like litter. That is And a fact. we stay
2: away from politics on this podcast. Yeah. And and what I'm going to say is not political. We got rid of plastic drinking straws because one dolphin or turtle had a straw in his nose in a picture, mm-hmm. and it went viral. But yet. Billions of masks yeah. are polluting the world, and well, what are you going to do?
1: And right. I don't, I don't bring that up to you know to 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 say you know don't wear face masks or wear face masks or whatever. No, you I'm just said saying, wear them that you can keep, yeah. right? Like and don't know, be a litter
3: bug. It's just very wasteful.
1: It's and ext- can, it's, it's, yeah,
3: can I say real quick? You mentioned all those animals, and I'm like,
2: oh, the penguin,
3: oh this, oh that, and then you said dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so frustrated with my dogs right now. You, you <laughs> said you go. You said dogs swallowing face. I think. Like, that's just, they're just stupid dogs. They need to know better than that. You're feeding
2: masks to your I dogs. I have no sympathy for
3: the dogs.
2: Uh, Dateline, South Fayette, Pennsylvania. <laughs>
3: oh, hometown.
2: The Florida, South Fayette,
3: the Florida. For somebody. The Florida. Florida, Florida, Florida Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania.
2: Oh, no, yeah, it's Fayette County. A South Fayette homework assignment is now under scrutiny. <clears throat> scrutiny is homework not assignment. at all a strong enough word for this. The assignment in question, given to high school students, asks students to figure out if they could turn a profit as a slave trader, and whether uh, they can make more money tightly what? packing or loosely packing slaves on a ship. I remember this story. This is it's
3: couple just of weeks too old.
2: much.
1: Too much. <sighs> Even if you're, you got to idea- read the room. You, you know what <laughs> I'm saying? Like. There's Just so don't do that. many don't do, do betters in this. Yes. That room
3: is a high school. Now I assume social studies. Please now, tell I me mean, it's not like room a math is in, like, class. Like where we and that's are at what a place in time.
1: To... Like yes, don't consider putting slate. Uh, or read no, the room like, of the world. Yeah, that's what re- I'm saying. Yeah. The z. No, zeitgeist. I believe it was
3: economics. Economics. Oh my gosh. The economics of
2: slave trade. Like, Even if you're like, I want to make these kids aware that this is what was really going on yeah. back then, and it was it was a financial thing, and they put finances above people.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I mean, I guess there's some educational shock value in there, but I, I I've read the story. I know that that's it wasn't gone about but the then, best way.
1: I mean, then it's is that that's free speech? What is writing that paper? So well, right, can can, that, can, can show you show they can't be arrested for it, but they could be fired for it. I don't know enough about the context. I don't want to. I'm just. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah, they're
2: free to say it, but they're also not free from the consequences of saying it. Wouldn't it have to go through some sort of, some sort of approval process, though.
3: Well, not. I mean, if you're a teacher and you're just making an assignment, you can just. Boop, boop, so there it is for the kids. I mean, normally you teacher. don't give all your assignments yes. to the principal. No, to... it wasn't a kid. Okay, review. that was so, the yeah, assignment from
2: the teacher
1: yeah. to the, the class. Yeah. So, no, it, will the do
3: process. So like, right. I mean, it's, so it's. <laughs> not yeah, a good look. No, that's totally on the teacher. That's not.
2: I think it might be yeah. the easiest do better we've ever had. Mm. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes people can't do better. That's Absolutely. Right.
0: I'll me? go first. You, me, you. I'll go first. Uh, contestant wins $145,000 on Wheel of Fortune and gives it all away to charity. Scott Kohlbrenner won an incredibly large sum of money on Thursday evening's Wheel of Fortune episode and then promptly donated it all to charity. In the regular rounds of the gameplay, Cole Cole Brenner amassed a $45,000 haul before then correctly guessing the bonus puzzle and adding $100,000 to the grand prize total. Um, And then he says, while I hoped I would do okay on the show, I never thought that anything like this could happen. Cole Brenner said before announcing what he planned to do with the money I got lucky that day and knew right away that I wanted to share my good fortune so I decided to continue to contribute all of my winnings to uplift family services in Los Angeles Regional food Bank whose service whose services support thousands of families the fun and memories from the day will stay with me forever but the urgent need in our community cannot wait what wait I got- so, so how much did he donate 145,000 dollars All bucks. of it. Yeah, he done the whole thing. Cow, that but, is And that's like life-changing money. Like, they, yeah, you know, like that's sure. like paying off your house or, you know, a buttload of debt, or yeah, school debt or something like that. That's like, a life-changer. Yeah, just
1: well, the do better, he... the do the do better is that it was his charity he founded it. So, he's just giving back to himself. Is it really no, I don't know. Oh. Dude, that such was a, so well played. <laughs> You're such a turd. You do oh, better, Brian. Can't do better. That Can't that do guy, better than that. Good job. Yeah. One more can't do better. No, nope, two
3: more. Oh, two more can't do better. Dang. Is it my turn? Yeah. Okay. So this is a really cool story. I've been waiting for at least three weeks to, yes, to so share cool this. Story. Ancient biblical scrolls mm-hmm. and rare coins of, quote, immeasur- immeasurable worth for mankind are discovered in a desert cave. Dozens of rare parchment fragments that are over 1,800 years old have been found in a remote cave in the Judean desert. For the first time in approximately 60 years, archaeological excavations have uncovered fragments of a biblical scroll, portions of the books of the 12 minor prophets from the Hebrew Bible and the Old Testament. The scroll was believed to be the writings of Jewish rebels who fled to the hills in Judea after the ancient Romans rebuffed one of their many revolts wow. so in addition to the scrolls there were also some coins um let me see if i can skip to that part of the story a, a trove of ancient coins minted by the rebels attempting to create a stable state of their own um additionally so those things are about uh,
1: the bitcoin the bitcoin of uh that was it <laughs> that who wow. knew
3: now we know um additionally To these things that are about 1800 years old, there were the mummified remains of a 6,000 year old child thought to be a girl, also uncovered. And a giant woven basket suspected to be around 10,500 years old. Dating back to the pre-pottery Neolithic period, thought to be the oldest completely intact basket in the world. Wow. So anyway, but
0: they just for don't Easter, make they don't make anything like they used to, right? <laughs>
3: and that just that
2: thing just lasted ten thousand five hundred years. My kids' Easter baskets ain't lasted ten years.
3: <laughs> so you know that is a monumental historical discovery and just really cool artifacts. Mm-hmm. And um, I just they, they, it, the story goes on to talk about how these were found in a cave um in a cliffside mm-hmm. so um they were wow. searching the area i guess that was also where they found the um the dead, dead sea, scrolls. sea scrolls yeah like, like in a, yeah, a cliffside cave kind of yes defined, yeah. and so this was uh, a similar area as well and so these um, archaeologists were actually repelling wow. down the cliff searching for a cave searching wow. for things yeah I, so wasn't
2: there like a rabbit that was guarding it
3: <laughs> yes oh deadly vicious yes
2: <laughs> <laughs> you bite my bum <laughs> Or no, thanks. Dude, yes. Hey, lastly, uh, <laughs> mine is this. There's a link, but it's a guy by the name of King Randall. Are you guys familiar with King Randall? No. King Randall is 21 years old. Mm-hmm. At 19, he started uh, doing foster care and taking young men who were in uh, delinquent or, you know, or in juvenile detention. He would have them released to him and he began to teach them.
1: As a 19-year-old. As a
2: 19-year-old. Wow. Wow. And they do things like he does automotive work. He teaches them how, like, proper manners, how to wear a tie, how to suit. They do yard work. They do uh, literacy classes and that kind of stuff. And his thing is do for self. Is his hashtag, do for self. Don't wait for the government to help you. Don't wait for somebody else to help you. Mm. Do for self. Um, They just bought a school and a school bus. He is starting his own school for these young men. Wow. After two years. And he's 21 years old. Wow. That's crazy. And so we have the website up right now. I actually bought one of their t-shirts. Wow. Um, I like to support different things like that. And he's just a, he's a shining positive light. And like one day somebody stole all their landscaping equipment and some of his guys knew who stole it Mm -hmm. because they're the same age, Mm -hmm. but his guys wouldn't snitch. Mm -hmm. And so- you know that's what he's dealing with, and mm-hmm. so he just says, I don't, I don't want the government. I don't want the prisons to rehabilitate anybody. I will rehabilitate these kids." <laughs> wow, that's awesome!
1: So that's King Randall. That is fantastic! What a great story! So
0: cool. Do for self. And that mm-hmm. is how we like to end the show on a high note. Chris, would you take us out of here?
3: Absolutely. So that is it for episode one hundred and eight please make sure to give us a like or follow on social media and visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com where you can take our relational needs questionnaire and, like we mentioned earlier, also give us some uh, some suggestions on guests or mm-hmm. even uh, interest of if you want to be a guest. Thanks for joining us this evening for Lunchtime in Rome.
0: See you next week.
1: See you later. Bye.
0: Bye.
3: I'm a medium-rare guy. Hello, it was buddy. not particularly... Moist. The really thick one is what I eat.
0: <laughs> it's like torturing the wood. <laughs>
3: I dogs. have no sympathy for the dogs. Steak is just
1: magical. Food. Crystal meth. The chopping of your wood.
0: Fiskars. Yo, yo, don't you know? It's Bro. a fiskars. I Drink. could have
1: wood for years.